All right, what's going on? It's your host, dude, Dom C, and I'm by myself, no guests. The way this podcast started, the way it was intended to be. But, you know, things change. Things, they evolve, dude, and they get better. So I brought friends on, then I brought strangers on, then I brought friends of strangers and stranger friends. And you know what? It worked. And I also want to say thank y'all for getting us over 10,000 fucking downloads worldwide. Huh? That was y'all, man. It wasn't me just downloading it 10,000 fucking times because it can only take it from my IP address once, dude. All right? Guess what? It's Valentine's Day. It's actually the night of Valentine's Day, y'all. You know why I say y'all? First, I'm from Texas, and y'all is the most gender-neutral fucking thing you can say. You know, it's 2019. If I go to a table at the Whataburger I work at, and I got some transgenders, or, you know, I don't know what they are. Two, two women, but maybe they don't want, one doesn't want to be called a woman. I don't know. I'm not going to say, um, hey, ladies. I go, how y'all doing? Boom, safe zone. So all you people making fun of y'all and people from Texas that use y'all, hey, go fuck yourself. Mm-mm, fuck yourself, dude. So I just got off of one of the toughest shifts in the restaurant industry while I spin this microphone real quick. I just gotta uh, tighten it up. There we go. There we go. Now, now Dom Caesar's comfy. Now Dom Caesar's comfy right here. Um, Valentine's Day sucks, dude, especially in the restaurant industry. It doesn't suck when it comes to fucking money because Papa Dom Caesar made, let's just say he's got a lot of dead presidents in his pocket right now. All right. I made well over. Okay. I did well. Let's just say that. All right. But it's very stressful. And we decided to black out the restaurant and do it candlelight only, which I don't know what the fuck was going on because I was getting tunnel vision halfway through this shit. My brother's texting me, dude, come on. I'm in the middle of this shit. All right, so I get in tunnel vision doing this, just walking around the restaurant. It's pitch black, not enough lighting. They were like, oh, last year we had way more candles. And I was like, oh, yeah, really, dude? Because I'm about to pass out while I'm dropping a fucking steak on this table. All right? Now, I'm going to rewind this before my shift, okay? To the night before Valentine's Day. So, the night before Valentine's Day, uh, the lady was like, hey. Well, actually, I guess it was me. We went to go get... A big old bottle of Topo Chico, right? I was like, oh, I need some fucking vino, all right? And there was like 10 minutes before H-E-B closed. And if you don't know what the fuck, if you're not from Texas, H-E-B is like the best grocery store in America, essentially. I don't know what else how to pun it, dude. We're spoiled. But um, so we're rushing. And the first, the, the funniest thing was we walk... We're driving into the parking lot. We got 10 minutes to get booze. And um, you just see you see Mexicans, dudes, that are like, you can tell they just got off the job site and they're running in to try to get beer. You see guys running in and out, like what, like balloons and chocolates and all this kind of shit. And uh, 
I was like, oh man, it's fucking on, dude. It's fucking on. And uh, I got a tank top on. One of my sheet tastes like Texas apparel, which I'm going to get back on. Once I get a, I'm going to get the merch store back up. I'll start selling these again. But one of my my most popular uh, shirts says, shoot whiskey, not people. And the bottom says, she tastes like Texas. And, you know, H-E-B is always playing like the weirdest music, too. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to run in here like all these other people. It's like I got a clock. I know where the fucking booze is. I can just walk over there, get myself a bottle, and, uh, you know, I can make it to the fucking uh, checkout in time, you know? So I walk in, and it's like a madhouse. Ten minutes before midnight, the night before Valentine's. And there's, like, people running, grabbing chocolates, balloons. Like I said, the Mexican dudes are running. They're just grabbing cases like Modelo and Bud Light. I walk in. And I guess one of the managers just looks at me and I'm not running in for anything, but I guess he read my shirt and he was just like, you got 10 minutes to get booze, kid. And I was like, okay, all right. Thank you for judging me. And so I'm like, you know what? Everyone else around me is kind of running. Started getting my blood flowing and my adrenaline going. So I start running. Now I'm like running down the aisles, um, trying to make it to the booze aisle. And I swear to you, this is the fucking... It felt like something out of a movie. This is the song that was playing, dude. It's been and I'm just running, dude. I'm in the... And then this... Chill. Chill. Black dude. He's over there like... Uh, just strolling. Strolling down the aisle. Looking at wine, and I'm over here like Pinot Noirs, Malbecs, Merlots, Argentina, oh, Australia, Australia, I want Shiraz, right? And I'm over here sweating. Black dude? Could he move his cart any slower? Didn't care about shit, dude. So, I end up getting, and that's the one thing. Black dudes, no matter where the fuck they are, they are calm, crisp, and smooth, dude smooth dude so and and one reason i realized how smooth black dudes are i'll tell you this shit right here i was watching anthony bourdain and they're in hong kong and it's basically this tower in hong kong where they they can um it's like refugees from all around the world and stuff and they basically it's like a flea market and this this one uh, it was ran by some I think they're from Somalia. So I don't know, somewhere in Africa. And they're basically stuck in Hong Kong because um, Somalia is like on the travel ban. So they can't go to America because Trump's a fucking dick. And um, these guys, these guys have no money, no nothing. They're living in this flea market and they basically take turns every day cooking food that they do just to make enough money to get by for that day. But while I was watching Anthony Bourdain, they're like, you know, they're doing the cuts and whatnot. And it's like a table of like three black dudes. And this other dude comes and they're wearing like uh, windbreaker jackets from like 1992 and whatnot. Still fly, dude. And I don't know how, no matter what part of the world you're on, like they're Somalian refugees in Hong Kong and they had the coolest handshake Ever. 
Like they they were all giving each other these fucking handshakes. It would go in, they clap, they lock it, they pop it. Their, their hands would start going away, but two fingers were still touching like E.T. And then they would snap their fingers, dude. That just so cool and fucking smooth that some refugees in the middle of Hong Kong with no money with these cool ass like 80s gold watches and fucking windbreakers were still that fucking smooth, dude. And after I saw that guy in the wine aisle like just casually strolling with his cart of fucking uh, food and wine, dude, I was like, dude, all right, I gotta, I gotta be more like a gotta be more like my kinfolk dude gotta be more like the brothers gotta be more like the brothers man so that was the start to the valentines right um and it and i was fucking tired dude um i we had a call in that shit in early night end up calling that shit in early night because valentine's day in the service industry is like mother's day and maybe Thanksgiving, it fucking sucks. It's one of the busiest days of the year. It's all two tops. Just what I like to call like um, like amateur diners. They're not used to going out. Um, they, they don't know really how to order. And, and we have like, you know, we do bottle specials on wine. And uh, this one server I work with, this chick... She she gets a two top, and you could definitely tell. Like when these people walked in, totally being judgmental right now. Just so you know, hundred hundred percent because I've seen it a million times. Like the way these people were dressed, they're like pulling out, like that one get up they wear to like Easter or like that one time they go to church once a year, or. I don't know. Someone's christening, you know? I don't know. Baby Josiah's getting uh circumcised today and blah, blah, blah dress up nice. It's like this fucking flannel like over like dude, outdated. You could tell they don't get out much. So they sit down and there's a bottle of cabernet. I'm not going to say what the name is, but it's it's not super high end, right? But we had it on sale for $30 a bottle. If you buy wine in a restaurant, it's marked up like 300%, okay? So a $30 bottle is cheap in a restaurant. I can't tell, unless you're like, I don't even know if they have $30 bottles at like Olive Garden or Chili's. I bet the cheapest bottle at Chili's is still like $50. So they get this bottle and on the menu, it said 2016. Well, bring the bottle out. It's a 2015. And the lady goes, she she tells my friend, she goes, um, this says it's a 2016, but the bottle says it's a 2015. Um, do we get a discount for that? Dude, my, she, like, her brain, like, fell out of her ears, okay? Me, personally... Like, it broke her. She was like, what are you fucking talking about? You're already getting it at a discount. Do you even know anything about vintages? You just picked it because it was the cheapest fucking Cabernet on the menu. And then you're asking for another discount because it's a different vintage. Do you even know what the fuck the vintage is? 
And people who are listening right now, the vintage is the year they pick the grapes, not when they make the wine. It's the year they pick the grapes. So you know if that was a good year or not by how the weather was, right? Okay. And she should have been happy because the 15 was better than the 16. And it had another um, year of age on it, which is better for Cabernets, especially this particular Cabernet, okay? It, it, ha- it needed a little bit more age. So if that was my table, thank God it wasn't. I would have been, oh, actually, you're right. It is a 15. I can't do this one on discount. I'm going to have to charge you full price because this isn't actually a better vintage. If, uh, But I didn't know that you were wine connoisseurs. Um, I'm sorry. Is, l- let me give you the wine list back is what the fuck I would have done. So you can kind of see <clears throat> what kind of mood I am right now, dude. Uh, after basically almost passing out at work today, because I felt like this was a sensory deprivation fucking game show. It's like, let's pack a restaurant full of tables and then get a bunch of servers in the dark to try to fucking serve them. Okay. Yeah. Not fun, dude. But we did it. But not fun, dude. Sweet Jesus. Only like 10 minutes in this thing and it's already going off the rails. Okay. Um, And I'm sorry if you're hearing like clanking in the background. That's my cat. It's making dinner, dude. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, where am I at? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. What did you do for your Valentine's? Huh? Did she buy you anything? No. Guarantee it. She didn't. Guess how many women uh, bought the tab tonight? One. And there were lesbians. And guess what? The one with the short hair and the denim uh, fucking... She was in a Canadian tuxedo rocking it, dude. You go, girl or guy or y'all. Whatever the fuck you want to be called. Rock it, dude. Uh, She picked up the tab. It was the only woman tonight that picked up the tab. Besides that... It was just a bunch of dudes like, uh, do you sure you really want to buy that? Uh, and once like the lady ordered the strip loin, he was like, oh, man, that's what I wanted. Now I'm just going to get a side salad and maybe a beer. Um, and that's how it goes. I hate this fucking holiday because you don't even get a holiday pay for it. Because it's not a real fucking holiday, dude. This is a hallmark holiday to sell more fucking cards and chocolates. It's a big scam. Everyone fucking knows it. Ladies love it. And everyone always says, oh, well, you get the steak in a blowjob thing, which is March 14th, a month after, um, uh, what the fuck, Valentine's. But no one ever celebrates that shit. Steak in a blowjob? They should have thought of a better name before they started marketing it. That's like 2 change when you used to go by, like, Titty Boy. It's like, Titty boy. Like he's in so many songs. He was in Ludacris's group. He was in Winner's Circle. If I don't do nothing, I'm a bow. I counting all day like the clock on the wall. So go and get your money, little duffel bag by. And you know what I mean? Like, but he couldn't market himself because he was going by Titty Boy. And then 15 years later, he's like, you know what? I'm going to change my name. To two chains. And then guess what? Same rapper. Same sound. Same rhymes. Same everything. They could sell it. Maybe 
if you if you fucking men get together, all right, and we can market staking a blowjob day a little better, maybe we can get away with it. Maybe we can get away with staking a blowjob day. Like, um, we could call it, this is Valentine's with Cupid. This has to do with steak, like, um, Gristletober. I don't fucking, I don't know. I didn't think about that one, okay? Sorry, guys. I didn't think about this one. Frankie, I swear to God. If you get near my keyboard, that's the only thing. If this cat pauses it, that's it, y'all. If the cat pauses this podcast, this podcast is over. And you're probably like, thank God, because I'm already done listening to this shit. So that lady asking for a discount on a fucking bottle of wine. She doesn't even know what fucking vintages are. That was something else. Um, But thoroughly, thoroughly over this. It's still going to be busy for the rest of the weekend. You get the people that are smart enough to go like, like we said, people coming into the restaurant asking, oh, can we get a table for two? At like 730. Like, no, you dumb shit. Like you get a reservation, especially at a high class water burger that I work at, dude. You get reservations, man. You get booked. This isn't fucking. Well, I love P.F. Chang's. This isn't fucking Chili's. Okay. Chili's might have some fucking room or um cheesecake factory or something dude and i do love pf chang's dude i think i'm the only person who actually goes to pf chang's to go to their bar i really think they have a dope ass bar program over there um it's pretty sweet but um anyways what else happened uh yesterday went to the doctor oh i went to the doctor i had to get my crazy pills guys I had to get my crazy pills. Young Dom Caesar. Uh, I had to get my clonopin, man. Benzodiazepines. Some of y'all don't know what that is. It is... Benzodiazepines is a family that like Xanax, clonopin, Ativan, Valium. They all fall under that. They're like... Um, they They chill you out, basically. If you're a fucking out of your mind, uh, basic, like my mind never fucking stops running, dude. Just running, running and running, running always doesn't fucking stop. Um, so I have to take things like that or else I go insane, dude. And then it's like, I'm running through HEB and it's like, it's been and I'm like running, 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 running. And then that song will play in my head all night long while I'm trying to sleep and I'm grinding my teeth. Some people need to get sedated, like myself. And um, can't mix it with alcohol or you'll completely black out. Hands down, you'll completely black out. Uh, But I need it. And so I went to the doctor. I had to get my refills. Uh, My refills were up and I didn't have it for like five days. And sweet Jesus, dude. Um... There's like two withdrawals that will kill you. Alcohol withdrawals and benzodiazepine withdrawals. And a lot of people that go into, like when um, they're getting off alcohol, they'll give them benzodiazepines. Kind of affects the central nervous system the same way. Um, But those two withdrawals are the only two. Like heroin withdrawals won't even kill you. But they'll take you to the edge of death, but they won't kill you. 
And I'm telling you, dude, three by day three of not having my pills, I was in bed fucking sweating, but I was cold. I was like convulsing. Um, it was horrible. I've, I've gone through withdrawals like three, twice really bad. This one wasn't really bad. The worst, I had like these mini seizures. And I remember twice I had like these mini seizures where I just fall. I just black out. And I felt like I didn't know how out like long I was out. My friends were around me. They were like, dude, you passed out. It was only like three or four seconds. But I like woke up and I pissed myself. And that was another thing too. Like when I was going through real bad withdrawals, I'd go to sleep. I'd finally go to sleep and then my body would just spasm and I'd like wet my bed, dude. I'd piss myself in my bed. Grown man. Never even pissed my bed as a child. But totally did whenever uh, I was coming off those, man. It was bad. So I'm sitting there in the doctor waiting for my doctor who is totally cool, man. I love my doctor. And I saw a sign that had this fat chick like looking up it almost looked like a renaissance painting she was like looking up like this this light coming down on her and it said b e d and i know you're saying we've talked about big dick energy b d e b e d like bed where this lady was probably fucking laying in while she was putting fucking cheetos down her throat but it was binge eating disorder and it said uh um be brave be courageous talk about it really really now i'm not an alcoholic at all by any stretch but there's times when i drink i will i will binge drink i get that all right i get that and i know when to call it quits I don't know when to call it quits. It's not like I binge drink every fucking day, right? When I was in my young, early 20s, yeah, that shit may have happened. But no, not now. And especially since I don't get to drink barely at all anymore. When I do, it's kind of like a rubber band. You know, you pull it back, you pull it back, you pull it back. When you finally let go, boom, it fucking flies across the room. And that's me just buying the fucking bar, drinking rosés, you know, ordering ridiculous drinks i don't even know how it fits all in my stomach without me throwing up until the next day when i need to brush my teeth i gag and then fucking throw up but dude binge eating disorder like how hard first off how expensive is that dude to be able to just consistently eat and eat and eat and eat you can't tell your fucking you can't your brain can't tell your hand to punt the fucking hot dog down dude like, I've smoked weed before, and even then, I've had enough self-control to be like, all right, Dom, all right, three hot dogs is too much. This fourth one, just don't do it, or you don't need to eat this entire pizza, all right? Can't do it, but these fucking fatties, man, they got a disorder now and they have like groups and there's like medication and people to talk to and uh, it's called bed, which I think is funny because where most of them are fucking laying. I've seen my 500 pound life, okay? I've seen it. One second. Dude, so my, my 500 pound life, I saw it where they had to weigh people. 
on a truck scale. Now, some of these people pissed me off because they didn't want help. They were like flying them out or, you know, punting them in the back of these huge ass trucks and taking them to Houston because apparently that's like one of the best doctors for this. And some people just don't want to be helped. And they have their kids and family wiping their ass and feeding them food. There was this one with this black chick and she was making her daughters wipe her ass, feed them, and then she would eat. And then right after she ate, um, right after she ate, they would roll out like, I don't know, like uh, parchment paper and like a mini like fryer. And she would start just grilling, like making fried chicken on her belly. And then after she was done, she she would have to get her kids to lift up her fat flab and with like Clorox wipes and shit, clean it all. And be like, all right, roll over. And they would have to do it. And it's like, okay, I love my parents so much. I'm so happy to be raised by a great family who loves me, dude. Even though I'm fucking clinically insane, they fucking love me. And I, I, I don't know how far I would let my parents go before I just be like, you can't do this anymore. Like, no, I'm not going to wipe your ass and I'm not going to keep buying you these groceries. This lady, I think she was in the hospital for over two and a half months and they kept trying to help her. And they're like, every day, just try to do something every day. You know, let's see if you can just do like sit up. She couldn't stand up. So they were just practice like kind of like a doing a crunch, but not really just, just try to stand up. So I get to do lift, lift your obese titties about fucking four inches in the air. Can you do that five times for us? And she'd be like, ah, I just, I just can't Dude, Can you imagine what that house smelled like? That's, you just got to fucking, I mean, you just got to burn that thing, dude. Could you imagine not knowing that like a 600 pound lady was like, like living in the room and they end up selling that house and they clean it all up and you, and you end up moving in. You're like the new renter of the house and, uh, <laughs> You're the new renter of the house and you're like, you move your bedroom in and you're like, man, something in here smells like fried chicken and uh, dirty Clorox wipes and earwax. You know what I mean? I don't even know what the fuck earwax smells like, honestly. You know, it's like something smells like you left a ham sandwich in a lunch bag in a hot car in a sunny day. And like the landlord's like, I do not know. I do not know. We've cleaned it. Like, you know what I mean? That's why you got to eat your Carfax. I mean, sweet Jesus, where I live, who knows? Someone could have got shot and killed in this place. Um, There was one apartment I moved into. That thing smelled like a pure incense stick. Granted, it was a very Indian populated neighborhood. But um, yeah, it smelled like that for the first year we lived there 
and then it ended up just smelling like marijuana and stale beer. But we got rid of the incense smell. You know what I mean? Moving, moving on. So let's go to some uh, current events. Uh, I looked up, uh, I was on Reddit looking at the news a couple days ago, and there was a city in northern Russia, uh, I can't, some kind of, some some part of northern Russia where the polar bears, they had to call a state of emergency on the city. Actually, I want to go back to the fatties, dude. Can you imagine, this is probably what it's like, like whenever I like, uh, like I'm, I know I'm about to binge drink, and I'm about to have a night of my life. I got a pocket full of fucking dead presidents and Dom Caesar's going to spend some money. And I say, make me a Boulevardier, brother. And I'm over at one of my favorite bars. Shout out Blue Box. I fucking love that bar. Shout out all the bartenders at Blue Box. But shout out my boy Miho. I don't think he listens to my podcast. But if he does, shout out my boy Miho. And uh, he makes some of the best cocktails in the fucking city. Shout out Mike Veritouch. Dude, shout out everyone at Blue Box. Anyone at Blue Box or George's Keep. But when I'm at Blue Box and I'm like, Mijo, whip me up a Boulevardier. And, uh, or, you know, a glass. Usually it's a glass of rosé because I'm living like a motherfucking doctor. Okay? Because the water burger where I work at is motherfucking balling. But... When I know I got the money and he whips it up. If you don't know what a Boulevardier is, it's like a Negroni. Okay. If you don't know what a Negroni is, okay. A Negroni, very common European cocktail. Okay. It is gin, sweet vermouth, and Campari. All right. Well, a Boulevardier is bourbon, sweet vermouth, and Campari. Essentially a Manhattan with Campari. There's no other mixers. It's just booze. It's just one part this, one part this, one part this. One part booze, one part booze, one part booze. I fucking love that drink. And um, I like it uh, on the rocks, in a rocks glass, not neat. And then I see him making it, and he's putting it in in there, and he's stirring it. He's shaking it. He's pouring it over the rock. He slides it over to me. He winks. Because he's a slick, smooth black man, dude. I'm telling you, dude. These black dudes be smooth as fuck, dude. You know why? Because they they know when they're ashy because they can fucking see it, dude. This winter was rough, dude. It was rough because I'm ashy, but I can't fucking see it. Black people, they can see that shit, so they know when to lotion their shit up. So they're even baby smooth. He slides that Boulevardier over to me. It fucking touches my lips, dude, and in my head. Oh, I'm just sipping, dude. Sipping. Now, I wonder, like, with the fatties, with the BED, you know, they're laying there, and they got the fucking parchment paper over their stomach, and they got the, they got the Crisco boiling. In the little mini fryer that you take out on camping trips. And they bread their little chicken strips just perfectly. The little cornflakes and everything on the outside. And then... <laughs> and they fry it up real nice. This cat just rolled off the, the uh, chair like it was in the fucking military. It was funny. You know? And it starts... Uh, and they get it all sizzling. And they get it nice and golden brown. And... uh they get their favorite little dipping sauce. They dip it. 
fucking touches their lips and just fucking. It's been fuck. Just fucking pure bliss, you know what I mean? That's that's probably what happens, dude, in their head. Their eyes roll back, dude. Their eyes roll back like they're fucking having an orgasm. And that's that's it. Can this table get any louder at the moment, please? I'm a, I got I'm going to start doing these solo ones in another room next time. But uh All right. So 50, okay, this is in the northern Russian town, okay? Um, and they had to call state of emergency because 50, over 50 polar bears basically came into that fucking city and took over. That sounds like a joke, but they had to issue a state of emergency. Um, because polar bears are 100% carnivorous. There's no vegetation up north. There isn't where they live. There's absolutely no vegetation whatsoever so um what uh, all they know is all we know is eat meat all we know is flesh that's all they do dude dude and i think bill burr talks about this shit when we're melting their environment so they're having to come down south and all they know is to eat flesh and then when they bite into a human, dude, they fucking love it, dude. And guess what, dude? I don't care how fast you are. The fatties, you, all you with BED, you're going first, dude. All you with binge eating disorder, you can't run away. That's what's happening, dude. And uh, yeah, so people are afraid to let their kids go to school. They had to shut down schools for a while. It was a literal state of emergency. 50 polar bears. Go Google it. Look it up. It's actually terrifying because I don't like bears. Um, I don't even like Winnie the Pooh. Um, I, I don't like any kind of bears, dude. I, I don't trust them, dude. People are like, well, black bears. Um, black bears are more like omnivores, and they like fruit, nuts, and bugs. I'm like, you know what? I don't give a shit, dude. They probably eat me up real quick. I ain't got much on me, though. But they probably still eat me up. But those polar bears, vicious, dude. Vicious. Because all they know is meat. All they know is meat. And they get themselves a nice little fatty, dude. Nice little fatty, dude. Bite into it, dude. It's been Alright, I'm sorry. Ever since I went to fucking H-E-B the other night, that's been in my head. I can't get it out, dude. Can't get it out. All right. Um, and, dude, I know I'm jumping around a lot right now. Uh, but, yeah, the Russians, they're crazy. But they got, they'll figure it out. They got guns. Half of them are like KGB and shit. I'm pretty sure they're going to be fine. I'm pretty sure they're going to be fine. Um, but that's scary. And that's happening because we human beings are assholes and we're Destroying the planet we live on because we're idiots. And now Mother Nature has to react. And now these polar bears are coming down. It's going to happen five years from now. This is going to be a common occurrence. And it's going to be violent. And then we're going to 
have a bunch of people on the left saying, don't shoot them. It's that's nature. And then one breaks into their house. Guess what? They're the ones that are going to want their fucking guns. The ones that are going to like a lot of people don't understand. Like, yeah, if you live in the middle of like Manhattan, you don't need an AR-15. But if you live in the wilderness, you need an AR-15. If you live somewhere where wild animals are, you need protection. Like, I don't think anyone in a major city should own an AR-15 unless you use it only at the shooting range. And that's essentially it. And you're trained with it. You have your license, whatnot. You passed your background tests. I mean, there's no reason for someone really in a, a major metropolitan city to own an AR-15. But if you live out in the boonies and you have to deal with things like this, with creatures coming in your backyard, with Bigfoot stomping in. Dude, if you were, if you lived in northern Russia and you had polar bears before it happened, but never like 50 at a time, because polar bears usually, they, they kind of like to roam alone. It's really rare to see them like in like herds. I don't know what you call like a pack of polar bears because it really doesn't exist. So if it does, can someone fucking tell me? Um, that'd be nice. And uh, so it's odd. But if you live somewhere like that where you know there's polar bears or grizzly bears or black bears or cougars, dude. A cougar could eat me up, dude. Both of them. Older females, dude. In their fucking mid-50s. To early 60s and the cat, dude. I'm easy. I They would tear me up. And I have a cat who's a son of a bitch. Could you imagine a cat that weighs like around 80 pounds? That's like the size of a, a fucking golden retriever that can run like 55 miles an hour with claws? No. No, no, no. But if you live somewhere where every day you go out and you got to like work on your garden, you got to go get, go into your mailboxes, I would take an AR-15 with me every time if I knew there's cougars and black bears and Bigfoots and all that kind of shit out there. That's what Those are the people that need the guns. Go take someone. Everyone that lives on the East Coast or the West Coast next to a fucking ocean think they know everything. Go stick them in middle America somewhere. So go throw them in the middle of the Ozarks. Throw them in Arkansas or Missouri in the mountains for three nights with no weapons at all. I bet you they come out and they vote fucking right back at it, dude. They'd be like, uh, yeah, we need guns. Yeah, so people people need the right to own guns, okay? But, um, oh, dude. So while I was watching Anthony Bourdain, though, uh, he wasn't in Russia, but he had someone on there in Hong Kong who was a feng shui master. Now, this is a new category of the podcast, which I call the bullshit job of the week. Week, 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 week. The bullshit job of the week. This chick was a feng shui master. A feng shui master. Basically, she's a home decorator with a compass. <laughs> Probably gets paid three times the price. You know, she could charge three times the price. 
She walks around in some like little fucking silk dress or some shit. She pulls a compass out and it's like, well, the way the energy is pushing this way, I don't think you need a chair here. And this corner feels really blue. I really think that blah, blah, fucking blah. Like, dude, seriously. A feng shui master. That's got to be my bullshit job of the week. All right. All right. Speaking up of things of the week, we're going to go to the Instagram questions of the week and round this out because this fucking podcast has gone off the rails. This is the Valentine's special full of fucking love, full of so much fucking love and cookies and hearts and chocolate and fucking Australian kisses, dude. French kisses, but but down under. Isn't that weird? It's like you have to get a Brazilian wax to do a f- Australian kiss, which is a French kiss down under. And when you really think about it, it's like the French are super sexual. The Brazilians are, I mean, the Brazilians just walk around naked. Well, I guess the French do too, but I mean, the Brazilians really will just like fuck each other in the streets. It's really weird. And then, um, I don't know, the Australians, I don't know. A lot of lesbians. I don't know if that makes a difference, but um, anyways, get a Brazilian wax to get an Australian kiss, which is a French kiss down under. Don't know where I was going with that. Spitballing. This thing's gone off the rails. If you're still listening, God bless you. All right. First question uh, from Angelica Ray on Instagram. She goes, pies or cake? Ah, oh, dude. It's a hard one. It's a hard one because in both categories, there's some, there's some I don't like. Like, I, I love apple pie. I love pumpkin pie. But I hate cherry pie. There's something about, um, I think it's like a maybe a texture thing or something with like cherries. I can't do it. Like, I bite into it and the cherry just feels weird i i can't do cherry pies and like cakes like i work for the cake boss dude i worked at buddy v's bro i'll name drop that shit and i met buddy velostro i met his whole family and they're satalian dude satalian when i met him i came up to the bar and they drink negronis and they brought their own Amarone wine. They all had fucking gold watches and bracelets. And they would they came up to the bar when they were in town. And, you know, they would be like, uh, can I get a Negroni bus? And I was like, yes, sir. What kind of gin would you like? Whatever you're drinking, bye. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Uh, Tangeray. Here you go. Enjoy. Really cool people. I understand why they got a show because they're naturally just funny people. Um, I do respect like their kids are super respectful, hard workers. I don't even know when they slept, to be honest with you, because it was like they were working these 16, 17 hour days, having a couple drinks afterwards. And then I don't know, sleep for like two hours, wake up, open the bakery. And like the whole time they were in San Antonio, it was just there were machines, including the kids. It was 
kind of strange. It was interesting, to say the least. So I work for the Cake Boss, and I've had a lot of cakes. I just don't like cakes with a ton of fondant on it. I, I get it. Um, I think it's super artistic. And, like, I'm simple with my cakes. I don't like dry cakes. Uh, I, I don't like... I, I, pineapple upside down cakes i i i don't know like i I, i'm i'm simple i like like a a lemon cake with like white frosting like too much chocolate no don't like that like you know what if i have to you know what now i'm thinking about it pies i'm a pie guy throw a scoop of ice cream on an apple pie i'm in heaven pecan pie i'm in heaven um I think the only pie I really don't like are cherry pies. I don't know why. You're my cherry pie. Put them in a bean and me, meow, meow. But, dude, I tell you, if you get, like, a nice, like, a nice, like, uh, like, a perfect, like, cinnamon apple pie, you throw a scoop of, like, cinnamon vanilla ice cream on top, dude. Oh. It's over, dude. It's fucking over. All right. Uh, Roman J O one O one. What's up, Roman? Good to hear from you. Haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, what's your favorite Pinot Noir? All right, Pinot Noir. One of my favorite grape varietals. Uh, it's one of the lightest grapes there are in the Vitis vinifera grape world. It is from Burgundy, France, is its birthplace. Very finicky grape, very hard grape to grow. It can only grow in certain climates. And uh, my favorite Pinot Noir is actually the wine that got me into wine, um, that got me uh, my got me into the Court of Masters uh, for sommelier. Uh, and just, just so everyone knows, I'm going to have a little... I'm going to drop this on a podcast soon when I hit my 1,000th wine rating, but I'm at like 979 official wine ratings. But before all that happened and I started studying wine and drinking wine, I had a Kistler Pinot Noir 2013 from the Russian River Valley. And that changed my mind. Like it, it made me realize, oh, this is why people enjoy wine. This is what it's all about. This is why people spend money on wine. Russian River Valley is the connector in California from the Sonoma coastline from the Pacific Ocean into Napa Valley, which is more inland in the hot pocket. So you have this valley and you have all the cool air from the Pacific Ocean rushing in to the warm pocket, which is forcing all the hot air from the warm pocket in Napa through the valley back to the ocean. It creates this layer of fog. So the Pinot Noir grapes, which are very thin skinned and hard to grow, it gives them this cover of fog that basically is almost like sunscreen for them so they can get all the sun in the world without overdeveloping and um anything from russian river valley is pretty pricey this bottle um at the time i don't think they sell the pinot noir in stores i think it's restaurant allocated only i bought one for my dad it was like 175 dollars a bottle but when i got that bottle and i tasted that wine it changed my whole view on wine outlook on wine why people do it 
And uh, yeah, so Roman, um, the Kistler, the Kistler Pinot Noir 2013. Definitely. Um, that's my favorite Pinot Noir. Kistler does make a great Chardonnay. I believe it's from Russian River Valley too. That one is retail. You can find it and you should try it. But any kind of Pinot Noir, if you can't get one from Burgundy, France, a lot of people like Willamette Valley in Oregon, but um, uh, Russian River Valley Pinot Noirs, I could drink all day. So Roman, I know you got the money to do it. I know you're balling. I know you're living like a doctor, okay? You're one of my fabulous friends that doesn't have any kids. Um, and uh, when you find the love of your life and marry another man, because you all make more money, you men make more money than the women, and you can make your joint incomes, um, yeah, you can buy all the Russian River uh, Pinot Noir you want, and take my word for it, it's the best shit out there, brother. All right, uh, Platypus Bartender, my boy, Platypus Bartender, oh man, and sorry dude, I know you're going to listen to this, but yes, dude, I had to tell a story about you saying when you were a kid, that if you had a large nut sack, that you were braver. And that still makes me laugh. And sometimes when I'm in the shower, I'll stretch my nut sack out and I'll be like, man, I think I'm brave. I wonder how big his is. Uh, shout out to your fan, bro. Hope everything's good. You say, have you ever done DMT? Uh, no. Only when I dream and when I was born, I guess. Because I don't trust it. I've been offered DMT but it's one of those things where you have to get it perfectly right. Like you have to get it perfectly right. The amount, I mean, the true DMT comes from the the penal gland in the human brain. And that's some black market shit. If not, you have to get it from like the sap of certain trees from the Amazon. And then if you take too much... I mean, DMT pumps in your brain when you dream. That's why if you pump a lot of it, most people don't remember their dreams. If there's a little bit of DMT pump, most people remember their dreams. If you take too much DMT, like if you were going to take it like a, like a drug and you take too high of a dose, you don't remember anything. And it's just like, nah, I never trusted it. Um, maybe one day if there's if I'm someone I believe... Um. Yeah, if someone that I trusted and believed had it and was dosing it right, I, I would do it. I would do it. I've done salvia a crazy amount, especially when I was younger. I haven't done. I don't even think it's legal in Texas anymore, to be honest with you. But yeah, I've trips. I've done my fair share of hallucinogens. Um, salvia, by far, being the most intense. Um, I've taken a lot of shrooms before when I was younger and living in Austin and shrooms to me, that's one of my favorite drugs of, I mean, you're food poisoning yourself, but it's one of my favorite drugs of all time. Shrooms are awesome and I recommend them to anyone. And I think you need uh, 3.5 grams, which is an eighth because 28 G's made chicken cross the street kids. That's how many grams are in an ounce, right? Okay. Thank you, Platypus Bartender, for that. Now. <sighs> you know what that tasted like? It's been one week since you looked at me. All right. So, I got a string of late night questions. From our boy Jason Hydra. 
a.k.a. Jason Harari, who has been on the podcast in contention this year for Guest of the Year. Jordan Berlinga, Jordan Hydra, uh, currently 2018's Guest of the Year. Jason is in the running for this year. Um, He will be on the podcast soon again. And so I'm assuming he was at a bar because the first question was Dos Equis or reevaluate my life. <laughs> so, um, Jason, yeah, man, Dos Equis it up. Don't reevaluate your life. Don't worry about it. As long as you got an Uber, drink up. Don't fucking drink and drive because that shit will cost you over $10,000 and three or four years of your life and it's a living hell. So if you have an Uber, Jason, yes. Now, this is a string of questions from Jason. I think uh, it was like 2.30 in the morning and I I checked my Instagram and it was like six or seven questions from him. So I'm going to do my best to plow through them. Holy shit, 52 minutes. If you're still listening, you're fucking saints. And uh, just so you know, next podcast, we're going to have Lyle Kelly back for the President's Day special. Special. And we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about some more serious stuff, mental illness, especially with the military and blah, 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 blah. It's not President's Day special. It's a Valentine's Day special right now. So Steve Irwin, Jason Hydra asked, hero or idiot? Uh, dude, hero all the way. Um, he was one of my heroes as a kid. I watched every single thing he ever put out. He made me. My aunt was, uh, she's, she is a primatologist. She worked in zoos when I was growing up. Um, I was always around that. Uh, my grandma, Joy, was very much into conservation and not a conservative, I'll tell you that, but very much into conservation and protecting the jungles. And I remember when we were kids, she donated money to uh, you know whale conservation and every month my brother and I would get a picture of a whale tail and it was like the whale that my grandma was like donating money to and it was really cool so to me Steve Irwin was like the superman of like I don't know I loved it it was like Zaboomafu, Kratz Creatures, the Kratz Brothers um, Steve Irwin was awesome brave his dad he was following in his dad's footsteps I mean, you, I worked in pet shops too when I was younger and I, I've handled deadly animals and snakes and, um, I mean, I got scabies from transporting emperor scorpions from dirt, uh, African dirt and whatnot and crazy centipedes and so, no, Steve Irwin's the shit and rest in peace, man. Um, your family's awesome. What he did for zoos and conservation is amazing. I know there's a lot of people out there like, I fucking hate zoos. Oh, really? Well, there's going to come a point in human existence where these polar bears, you know, like their environments aren't going to exist. And the only place to find these are going to be in zoos. To actually see living creatures is going to be in zoos. And to protect and have these wildlife ranches and stuff like that i mean i love them so yeah steve Irwin, hero dude hero okay um how old were you when you meant what does this say 
Okay, how old were you when U-Haul met U-Haul? What? Okay, I get what you mean. How old were you when you met when the U-Haul company it made you realize that you haul it? Um, I guess 29, dude. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was a catchy fucking name and all I cared about was how cool the trucks looked. I always wanted a truck with like a cool thing on the side and whatnot like you know, it may have been like, it'd be like, this is a, uh, this is a, uh, a saltwater crocodile. Uh, this is a Nile monitor. You know, they always had some cool little thing on the side. I loved U-Hauls. And like, I don't know, like, I I mean, of course, like you haul it, like you rent it and you haul it. I don't know how old I was. This, like, definitely you were at the bar because that one, um. I guess I guess I really don't even know how to answer that one, man. So sorry, skip that one. All right. Also, Jason Hydra. <laughs> I can just picture him. I don't know what bar he was at. I'm gonna guess 502 or some shit. And he was just like firing off questions while he was drunk. I can't wait to get you back on. All right. Next one is from Jason. Uh, is wine better before or after scotch? Asking for a gay friend. Okay, me. Well, I knew you were a gay dude. It's okay. It's okay, bro. Uh, is wine better before or after scotch? Well, honestly, I don't really like scotch at all. Um, I don't like peatiness. I don't like that smoky, peaty flavor. It's not my thing. Um, same thing with mezcal. So I would just... Wine is better by itself. Um, I know people that like to drink wine with dinner and then end it with like a nice scotch. I've seen that, especially when I was bartending in steakhouses. But um, no, for me, it's just wine, bro. Um, Carlton Zeus, I drank some Johnny Walker Blue Label with them a couple years back. I was like laying down some guitar tracks in his old house, man. And and. I guess not as payment, but for like as a gift for me coming over, he poured me up some Johnny Walker blue. Like I can do single malts and stuff, but like Island scotches, I can't do. You will never ever see me in a bar or restaurant drinking scotch. You'll probably never, if you ever see me out buying scotch, it's for someone else as a gift. It's never for me. I'm not a scotch man. So wine is better before and after. Let's just 86 the scotch part. How about this? You drink the scotch. I drink the wine. We'll both be happy. All right? All right. Okay. Let's see here. Is from Jason Hydra again. Is Donald Trump the wealthy version of Forrest Gump? <laughs> Low IQ, but dope shit happens every day. Um... Dude, I really don't know what to say about that. Is Donald Trump the wealthy version of Forrest Gump? Um, Trump's smarter than Forrest Gump. Sadly. Forrest Gump, I believe, is a better man, though. But um, dope shit happening every day? I don't know. I People don't know how to handle Trump, man. They really don't. It's like you, It's like a roast battle. 
That's why you can't debate him. You can't do any of that with him. He like well, I was watching the Hillary Clinton debate. She just was thrown off. I think she even wrote a book about it. Like she just they no one was prepared for it because he didn't debate. I don't know if he even knows how to actually have a true debate. He was just fucking roasting people and the crowd was loving it. The people were loving it. I don't know if that's dope shit. I mean, he's still in office, but either either he's gonna go to either he's gonna go to jail or he's gonna run this term out. I honestly don't think he's gonna get elected again unless the Democrats really figure something out, man. I mean, we could do eight years of Trump. I don't know how. I mean, it's. They, they're still not pulling up anything to really impeach him. I mean, Bill Clinton got his dick sucked. and almost got impeached, dude. And they've been working on this now, going on three years, and they still can't get they can't get rid of him. I don't know, man. But um, I guess I mean he's smarter than Forrest Gump, but he's definitely like a wealthy Forrest Gump, I guess. All right, good question. And last question of the week by Jason Hydra. Have you ever heard the term grabber by the pussy before the Trump? Oh, man. Um, to be honest with you. Uh, God, yes. Only because I'm ratchet and a lot of my friends when I was growing up were ratchet and degenerates. And yeah, grabbing by the pussy. Yeah, I heard him. Um, and usually it was a guy talking to another guy. And that's true locker room talk, dude. Okay? That's true locker. That's BDE. That's not B-E-D. That's B-D-E. That's that big dick energy, dude. All right? That's when you just grab him by the pussy, dude. Uh, we used to say that shit. We just fuck around, dude. Like, um, like we'd be skateboarding. Someone hit like some stairs and fall. And uh, just be like, oh, do you got to pick you up by the pussy? You know what I mean? Grab you by the pussy. So never like to a woman or anything. But yeah, definitely. I heard it before Trump. Um, definitely. It is locker room talk. I don't give a fuck what men or women. Everyone hears that shit in the locker room. You've heard worse. All these women sounding in outraged you get together with your girlfriends for brunch you get a couple of mimosas in you and you start oh but he has like a tiny dick he had a chode but i gave him a chance you know like you fucking say the same stuff you fucking chachis okay when he said locker room talk y'all hated it but you do the same shit. There's not a single person listening right now who's never had a conversation with one of their friends over a beer or over a mimosa or just on the phone venting saying some shit you wish was never fucking recorded. Okay? So, that's it. Happy fucking Valentine's, dude. From Dom Caesar to you. Monday, we're going to have Lyle Kelly on for the president president's day grab him out of pussy the president's day special 
And uh, just happy Valentine's. I hope you're with someone you love right now. And if not, love yourself because that's the most important thing. All right? Because most people only care about themselves anyway. Stop thinking about what other people care about you. What other people's opinions about you doesn't fucking matter. And, um, dude, one love. Stay black. Don't fucking drink and drive. I'm telling you, it'll ruin your life. All right? Dom Caesar out. Because I'm